Welcome to the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. This podcast is actually a spin-off of a Facebook group. My name is Sharon McLaughlin. I created that Facebook group for female physicians so that they would have a place to come and learn about business, to network, and to grow. And we've done just that. So if you're interested, take a look at our show notes for our website, as well as a direct link to the Facebook group. This podcast is going to be about everything business. So let's listen along as we hear about tips to help grow our business. Today, we speak to Dr. Saya Nogori. Dr. Nogori is an ophthalmologist in Washington, D.C. She's helped numerous startups. Currently, she's a medical advisor for Simple Health, for Fem Health, and also she runs a conference once a year called Medicine Innovation and Entrepreneurship. In 2020, that conference will take place in Washington, D.C. on March 28th and March 29th. So listen along as we speak to Dr. Nagori about her journey into becoming a medical advisor. Saya, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. You have a wealth of information. You've worked with a number of different companies. So tell me, how'd you get into this? So it's interesting. Well, hi, everyone. And uh, Sharon, thanks for having me. I really love talking about this stuff because I think it's so interesting to be in a, a different part of medicine. Um, I still practice clinical medicine. I just just came from work. But I think being an advisor and being involved in startups, just it helps me use a different part of my brain, but still working and just another way to have income that is not monotonous to my my other routine. So it's kind of breaks it up a little bit. And it can be very profitable if, if some of these companies actually, you know, really do well. So there's a lot of excitement, which is kind of, which is kind of nice. So I got into this because when I was in New York and I was a teaching attending at NYU, I started a company called simple. Now it's called simplehealth.com, but actually started as simplecontacts.com. And we are a telemedicine company for contact lens renewal. So you can go on the app, you can go take a online telemedicine exam and renew your contacts. About a year and a half ago, we actually broke into the birth control market as well. Obviously I'm an ophthalmologist. I don't actually review the exams for birth control, but I, you know, I hired the doctors that do. And so we started as a company of three people, myself, my CEO, and my CTO, and now we're almost 80 people. And so it's been an amazing journey. The company has really flourished. I have an entire team that, that I work with that really does, does an amazing job. So I don't have to be physically present and I can still go to the office and see my patients. So it's really, really nice. And because of all that work, I started really stepping in more into startup space. And not only was I being approached by other companies to help them, I was also seeking out those positions a little bit more because I knew I didn't have the bandwidth to sort of be the co-founder to another small startup. But Mm -hmm. I, I knew that I had a lot of value and expertise to offer in the telemedicine space, the startup space, in the health tech space, digital health, et cetera. That's sort of how I got into it. It's an amazing journey. Looking back over the last few years, because you have all the experience with Simple Contacts and now Simple Health, what would you have done differently if you were starting this again? Quite honestly, a lot of things that I'm doing now on my own, so, and I know you're probably going to ask me about this in the future, about my future plans, but I would have started a lot of this a little earlier. I think I could have diversified earlier than I did. And I wish I had a little bit. I think it would have been more beneficial to me. I think any business, any platform, aside from hard work and 
obviously it being somewhat of a good idea and being marketable and not just being totally out there as an idea, it takes time, right? So the more time you have to build it and grow. So if I had another four years under my belt, I think I would have started a lot of these other things earlier, you know, maybe skipped a few parties or skipped a few things that I was doing to have gotten some of this started earlier. But, you know, they were great parties. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you always love your parties. You're so funny. Yeah, I love, I love throwing them I love going to them so Zaya does a conference once a year in a, well it was in New York City last year but this year it will be in Washington DC and I just remember going in around 7 30 I'm gonna say and there was a DJ blasting music and I was like oh my goodness but you know pumped up that's right it was, and everybody was pumped up it was just not something I'd seen before at a conference a medical conference you know yeah. so well if you're coming to DC we're gonna have the same DJ back again so <laughs> he's coming he's actually the DJ that helps us out with the medicine innovation and entrepreneurship con conference it's actually a entrepreneur himself he's I don't know if you remember this from the conference but he is an orthopedic surgeon that started um, a podcast called medicine remix and so they it's kind of interesting they like they talk about these topics in medicine, but then they also put in a really cool original beat that they make themselves, which is really interesting. So we're, we're excited for, for March. And, and so along the, actually the lines of being a medical advisor, I think that one of the things that I would advise to people, because I get asked this question a lot, is how do I get into that? How do I get into space? And I think networking is still one of the most powerful tools. I really think that when you're in a small company, like when it was just the three of us at Simple and then it was maybe four of us or five of us, like every single person that was brought on, it had to be a glowing. There, there was not one person that was, well, we like them, we'll try them out. There's no, there's no opportunity or space to try people out when you're a really small company and you have investors and you know, you just have to really be super passionate about each person on your team. And so I think networking in person in addition to all the content that we do at the conference obviously which is very high yield for innovators and entrepreneurs but but i just think that element of networking is important because i know it's really hard for me to even consider interviewing someone if i haven't gotten a sense for who they are and a vibe and knowing that they can roll with the punches sort of right so i think that's really important we did this entrepreneur course and one of the things that we teach is it's online, but still to this day, regardless of what business you have, meeting people in person is by far the fastest way to grow your company. For sure. Both from an employee standpoint and from a customer standpoint, because you want to hire the right person and you don't really want to waste time with people that are going to waste your time. And some people are just not cut out for it and that's okay, but you can get a really good sense of who that is when you meet someone. I think that's really important. All right. So you go to a conference and you want to network but people don't know what to say. You have any ideas, any suggestions? Yeah. So my number one thing when I go to network is I, I try not to network. Like I try to just be exactly who I am. I'm lucky now because I have a lot to say about innovation and startups. Like I'm, I'm lucky because I can go in there and say, oh, hey, like this is, this is what I do. This is my company. Like tell me about yourself. But I know people when they're starting off, they may not have that. But I think anyone who's doing anything has something to say, right? Like even just even being a doctor is so powerful, like, oh, I'm a physician in this field and this is where I practice. And 
I'm looking to just learn more about this space and what brought you to this conference? I always like to ask that question. You know, what brought you here? Uh, how'd you find out about it to this event or to this conference? I think that's a great way to start off a conversation because you can immediately identify what their goals are. And then the second thing I always say to people when you're at these things, if you can help them help somebody, right? So if you know what their goals, oh, I am from so-and-so company and I really want to meet an endocrinologist because I'm working on a diabetes platform. And I'm like, hold on, I know 40 of them. Let me connect you with the endocrinologist that I know. You know, and then there, there's this immediate rapport. And I don't know if they can help me or not, but I have one more person there that I'm familiar with and friendly with. And I, I try not to view it as networking so much as let me go and see ex how many people I can get to know. If I can help them, I will. And I know when the time comes, They'll, they'll help me if they can too. I have a friend, she does her homework ahead of time. She knows exactly who's going to be there at that conference and she researches them. It's like a, a good strategy if you want to get to know people and kind of pick them out ahead of time, right? But you're right, you have to be yourself. And there's so many different ways to learn about with podcasts now and online material, blogs, so many different ways to learn that you should go in there with some, somewhat of a background, especially if you want to get into that, get your foot in the door. Yeah, I like that idea. And I, I, I also like it because one of the things that's really tough for me is I will remember a conversation with someone. Sometimes it's hard for me to remember their name. It can be embarrassing because I'm like, I know I had this 20 minute conversation with you and I know exactly what you do and why you're here and I cannot remember your name. So if you kind of practice that ahead of time, I think that's really... All right, plans going forward. What do you foresee in the next few years? Yeah, lots of stuff. So, you know, Simple is doing well, it's expanding. So I have that going on sort of there and it, it'll be a part of my life for, for, for the foreseeable future. I have my practice. I have the conference. We've actually grown it twice in size this year. So last year we had about... 100, 110 doctors. This year, we're going to have almost 200 doctors there. So super excited. Amazing panelists coming this year. Some really, some really granular lectures. And I don't know if Sharon, you remember from last year, but we really like to focus really granular things like how do you literally build a consumer product from getting it prototyped to getting it to the factory, to getting it manufactured? Like how, what is that literal step-by-step -step process. I think those granular things are really valuable to a lot of people. So working on the conference, that'll be in March in DC. And then I also, you know about this too, we're sort of getting a lot of um, physicians together in women's health because women's health is super important to me. When I was 34, I froze my egg. No idea that I was going to end up getting married only a year later, but didn't know that at the time. But you know, at that point, I hadn't even met my husband. I have I've struggled with PMS and, and PMDD. And so all these sort of women's health issues that I've dealt with, even though I'm an ophthalmologist, were really important to me and really, it upset me that I, I sort of didn't figure out my PMS until I'd already struggled with it for 12 or 13 years. And I didn't, I should have, I wish I had frozen my eggs even earlier than I did. And I'm glad I, I did. So we have this women's health platform that we're creating and bringing together all these physician voices that have the female physician group um, want to contribute and and we're highlighting them as experts. It's just been a really important project for me personally because there's so much noise out there in healthcare, especially in women's health. And women are the, we are sort of, for the most part in many families, not in all families, but in many families, we're the, we're the decision makers of how healthcare is gonna happen for our family, whether it's for our kids, ourselves. I'm the one who sends my husband for his blood test. And it's just for a lot of families, that's their, that's their role. And when the measles outbreak happened, it really upset me. Cause I was like, this just, this can't happen. This is just unacceptable. Shouldn't um, have happened. Right. 
Yeah. And it, it sh- and if that can happen, then, I mean, there's, there's endless possibilities, the bad things that can, that can really happen. Um, if, if physicians aren't leading the charge in spreading the right information, right? I mean, everyone has the right to put up a blog and spread information, but unfortunately there's a lot of spread of misinformation. And so we, this platform is really focused on the, the good stuff, the good evidence-based yeah, that we know is true and that we know is at least, you know, not going to harm people. So that's been, that's been a really, that's sort of my next forge forward wants to participate. Please send them our way. We have podcasts, we have a blog, we have, um, what's uh, the name of that? Them health. Perfect. Actually, we just got our trademark yesterday. So congratulations. Yeah. Longer process than I thought, but that's okay. It's done. That's, I would say the next five, six years until we can build that to be a really strong platform. Excited. I think a lot of really cool things happening. You know, it's funny. It's once you start, it just kind of spirals, right? With all the people that you know, and it just builds and then you get to kind of pick and choose where, where you want to go, what direction, what path. I think it's hard to get to that point, but I feel like I'm finally getting there because the idea for FemHealth was like two, three years ago. Then I finally sort of just started, you know, I started doing the podcast, I put up the website, started writing the book, started getting my authors for the book. And that was almost 14 months ago. And and now I feel like we're getting our social up and things like that. So everything definitely takes time and hopefully, hopefully it does start to get, gain its own momentum, which would, which would be fabulous. And I think same thing with the conference, right? Like the first year was definitely tough because I was stepping into unknown territory. This year feels a lot easier. I feel a lot more confident about everything from content to, you know, who, who we're going to, who's going to be coming, who my partners are going to be, how we're going to get the word out, all those things. So I think everything just takes time, you know? It definitely um, does. But it's when always in the right direction and you learn and you grow. If you have an idea, and this is specific to a lot of your audience, Sharon, like this is said very often on the group, just do it. And I, I don't know if it was Heather or I can't remember which doctor it was, but it was it was kind of like s- starting is better than ideating. For We always say this. Yes, it's yeah, true. Right? You just got to do it. You know, I, maybe you'll fail. But I think as physicians too, whether it's the liability or just that we're perfectionists, it paralyzes us. We can't do it unless it's perfect. We can't put it out there. And that's a real, it's very inhibiting. Very inhibiting. Thank you very much for joining us today. Well, and it's really been a pleasure and I'm so happy that things are going great with you. So you're very persistent. You're always in there, you're networking and you just keep on growing, learning and growing. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you like us, please give us a nice review and tell your family and friends about us. We'll see you on another episode.